You are listening to Let's Go, the weekly LMA podcast about weekly LMA from Dynamite in the Brain and Secret of the Sailor Madness. So come along and hang with the Let's Go gang. It's Dwayne. Hello. It's Niall. How are you? And it's me, Brian. And on this episode, we are covering anime that aired the week of the 3rd of October to the 9th of October, 2021. And unlike other weeks of this year, only stuff that aired within that week. <laughs> it's been a while. We finally yeah. caught up with the anime. Oh, clear the place. Mm. Uh, they'll make more of it and we'll be out of date again. <laughs> oh no, it's so stale. We're going to start with Fina, Pirate Princess, Episode 9. Virgin Versa. No, Vice Versa. <laughs> a mm. carefully written pun which will work us presumably in the dub as well. Um, I'll figure out the Twitter map. The yes. Twitter map. Before they figure out, before the show turns into Detective Conan, uh, we then get, we we have to get Abel's background check sorted out as mm-hmm. we discover that he and Fina are half-siblings, it would appear. Uh, mm. Presu- mm. because Helena was the king's mistress. Now, which king this is and which country it is, um, not entirely clear. Uh, and he's like... Well, I mean, he's in the British Navy, so it's probably... He is. Unless, unless he was married off into British royalty. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so he's like the bastard son of the king and yeah, Helena's... Like a, 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 a son of the king, but like a son of the king that's from a mistress, not from not from official lines, basically. Yes. So he's a prince, but that will never be king. Again, the waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah. And Helena's pregnant, and she runs off with a Dutch butler. <laughs> Scandalous! Uh, and eventually she's captured, and but before she's burnt at the stake, uh, is reunited with Abel, and she says some very interesting things that she had to get pregnant by somebody of royalty in order for La Pucelle to be born, which presumably mm-hmm. is Fina. So I'm going to guess that she's part of a plot by the dad, and I assume the priest as well, mm. that this is all part, some part of some long-term plan for them to get to Eden, and obviously in the priests, it seems to be getting this treasure back to Japan, but that might be a lie as well. Um, yeah, that might be the either the lie he was sold or the lie he's telling to sell it to other yes. people. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the only way Abel's going to reunite with her is in Eden. How do I get to Eden? Well, some people are called to Eden, but if you ever run across my daughter, that might mean you've been called to Eden. And that's why he's because I'm obsessed. Also, your little squirt, uh, I want to call him Kobe because that's the series <laughs> reminds him of. He seems to be up to something as well. Um, yeah. He's he's definitely in up to his fucking neck in it because he's kind of like just watching from doors with his creepy, non expressive face yes. going like, yes, it's all going according yes. to plan, nearly. Now you've got to make the choice, um, which all ties into the lyrics of the song. That she's been I, I did like the way, like when she, when he sees her again, um, Fina's mother, that she has her hair cropped because she's a yeah. prisoner now, and that's like when he met Fina, whose hair yes. was cropped for like a different reason. I was like, that's a, that's a nice kind of symmetry they did yeah. in the story there. Um, 
But uh, then it's one of the many things they did this week of word games and numbers. And I was just like, I'm fucking out, man. I can't do any of this shit. Uh, cards on a wire. Why are the cards for hire? Venus is at the, at the abandoned golf course. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just full on Detective Conan as they figure out via the codes they got from the tomb and the lyrics to the song that Fina couldn't remember, but uh, Yoshimaru had remembered because she'd been singing it as a child. Her secret song she'd been belting out at the top of her voice. <laughs> yeah, uh, you kept saying it was your secret song and they weren't even going to talk about it, but she starts singing to himself and then he walks up behind her with the lyrics and he's like, holy shit, you know the song? And it's like, yeah, you, I, I couldn't help but fucking learn it because I was stuck <laughs> was, on that it, goddamn it, boat. It, it was you. like you know, in the top ten for like you know I, I saw that half a year. I don't know how you didn't hear ah, it. It's a, it's a fucking killer tune, man. The lyrics are nonsense, but and he's like, no, wait, these lyrics mean things, and it's yes. just yeah. It, the coordinates they give, the, you have to like flip them backwards. Well, yes, and, like, it, do it's the opposite. They get the coordinates, oh, and then Fina's like, "That seems wrong," but I don't quite remember. And then she has a memory of her mother whispering the name of the song in her ear. She said the yeah. name of the song's vice versa. So if we, fl- and that's why it's Roman numerals, not Arabic numbers, because then you can flip them and they become different numbers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then yes, you flip everything, so it's not south and east it's north and west the numbers are flipped as well we know where mm. we're going let's get the gang together we're gonna go find eden mm. Woo. uh yeah for something which is really only two pieces of information it still carries quite well yeah uh, it's it, it's like no there's just folks talking about things and remembering things but it's, it's still given over war like you know very very, very expressive especially we need to explain how the whole thing works to the rest of the ninjas. They're like, what? Huh? I don't get it. <laughs> also, she just kind of draws like with, with ink like, straight onto the map. You know, it doesn't wash off. You kind of need to read that. I know. That, maybe, yeah. You know? That, I mean, like, if anyone comes and, like, catches our boat, then they're going to see the actual coordinates that you've painted on our only fucking world map. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, remember, their birthday is on the 16th of the 40th. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is. I, I guess it's going to be have a lot of action in the le- last four or so episodes. Uh, well, I understand. Next episode, they're there. They're in Eden, uh, straight in. Okay, nice. Or at least, or at least, or at least uh, knocking on the door of it anyway. Next up, we've got a debuting show. It is the Vampire Dies in No Time, uh, episode one. It's got two stories. It's got the Hunter comes and flies in the sky. And that is followed by The Idiot, The Convenience Store, and Impermanence. As we are introduced to the vampire hunter Ronaldo, who's been hired to find this child who's believed to have been kidnapped by a local vampire. Drauk. Well, it's not, is it like Drauk the Undying or Drauk the Invincible or something like that? Yeah. He's got some cool tagline out there, his name. Yes. He's a progenitor vampire. I, I, I... Regenerator, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate how they've, you know, they have Ronaldo being like, oh, he's a bit of a, like, a Simon Belmont, he's a bit of a Dante from Devil May Cry. You know, we're not going to yeah, be yeah. go too like, archaic. We'll be kind of hip and cool in our uh, hunter. He's a modern vampire. He understands yeah. the importance, as we see later on, of social media. So, yeah. Yes. And so he enters the, the vampire's castle and immediately kills him just by opening the door. He's standing behind the door. That's a bit of a mistake to make, yeah. 
Uh, if they didn't sell me on that opening thing, that opening musical number, man, with yeah. with both of them fucking swing dancing, that was amazing. And the fact that the opening has very well. so many <laughs> extra weirdos in it, so you're like, yeah. If it was just those two, I'd be just like, yeah, these guys are good. But it's like, no, no, it's fucking everyone's weird. Which is lucky, you guys. Like, you know, they aren't just going for. Okay, here's the base note. Anything that anything will kill him, including the act. No, if you try to suck someone's blood, the exertion that will kill him too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he, after being accused of being a paedophile, Drought says, "I have not kidnapped this child." And then what child? And then discover the child has just been breaking into his castle uh, whenever he's during asleep the during the day yeah. to play his video games. Because he does challenge the vampire hunters, like, "Oh, I can't beat you in combat, but I, I got Street Fighter Two on SNES. Are you, are you, <laughs> is that okay? We got Turbo as well. That's better. Survival <laughs> duel, you." <laughs> Uh, th- the thing is, like he does every time he dies, he he says, does he say salt or sand? Sand. 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 And he I turns that, that, sand. That, um, I did occasionally you go like we like reforming back. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He says it backwards. That's very funny. But I do like the reforming, and that's like nearly him bleeding out constantly. Sometimes he barely has time to reform before he has to run away. Um, it's it's a good visual. Like it's uh, when we say he dies every time, he also comes back. Yes. Just as weak as he was before. Yeah, this child then, uh, after the indignity of playing his video games without asking, he then takes his little scooter and starts scratching his marble <laughs> tiles. Uh, and so they both have like a, a vested interest in getting this kid, the vampire hunter, because you got to fucking do the job you set out to do. And Dracula, or sorry, um, yes. got it wrong straight away. Um, <laughs> our vampire saying, uh, is just like, well, I got to get him to stop scratching the floors. But he's like, but I could trick the vampire hunter into going into my trap-laden rooms. No, you, no, you can't. We, yeah, <laughs> I mean, the tra- the, all the traps are totally obvious within the room. Mm. Um, anyway, there's a load of They're shenanigans. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they yeah. rescue, they get the child out, but they end up blowing up the mansion, uh, which leads to the setup that he's now moved into Ronaldo's office, uh, which is the start of the next episode with all his stuff that he's brought back, including the lightning trap, one of the lightning traps. That he had many more, and they're like, "Why would you bring that?" But most importantly, though, he has brought his familiar, John. <laughs> <laughs> I went back and checked. John is in that scene. That was fucking. That was very nice. Um, I was like, they could have made that as a joke, and I was like, I can just go fucking check. It's like, yeah, there he is. Yes. Little yes. orange ball flying through the cannons. I like the guy. You can use a little like. Uh... His little backstory in the end credits animation, where he's like, he has, he's trying to find this spooky castle, but he's like, oh, keeps going to the wrong spooky castle. Oh, but he's gone. Will he get ever get there? But he did. Mm-hmm. Yes, John is Drauk's armadillo familiar. Mm. Who? That's great. Um, is that like a drac- Is that a red? F- Field eight. What insects did Redfield eat? Yeah, he ate, he ate rats. Rats. No, he no, he worked and, his and, way and up. Flies. Like, he had flies. He had flies. He fed the flies to the spider. He ate the spider. He had he fed the spiders to like you know progressively yes. bigger things. And then he wanted to eat a cat. I think was where he was going. I don't was I don't think there was armadillos. But no, maybe I was just thinking. Yeah, I was just thinking as an insect eating uh, creature. That's why he was there. Mm. Uh, yes, and he reveals that actually he was in the f- the first story. He was part of the traps. Shokugekino um, Renfield. And uh, the vampire hunter, Ronaldo, is immediately very protective of John because John's fucking adorable. It's like, fucking, you can't do that to him. And he's like, no, he's very hard. He can take it. He can take being fired out of a cannon. Easy peasy. 
Like he's tougher than the vampire, which yeah. isn't difficult. So you know. Uh, and then the uh, the guys who write for the vampire hunting journal of note come in. Mm. Uh, hey, Fernando, what a scoop! <laughs> hey, he repeated that invincible vampire, and he's like, I don't fucking want to talk about that. That was embarrassing. Yes. That was embarrassing for everyone but involved. But they discover he's there, and so they're like, well, he's he's defeated a vampire and made him his assistant. Hmm. Uh, which then leads them, leads them to get called out to a convenience store where the son of the convenience store owner has been turned into a vampire, but he's not a real vampire. Uh, hmm. They do like a little diagram of the, uh, what do they call them? Pseudo-vampires? Pseudo-vampires, that's it, yes. Mm. And apparently if you get bit by a pseudo-vampire, all you need to do is go down to the hospital and get a jab. Yeah, it's just like, oh, that's very basic. It's it's not it even a tetanus shot. Essentially. Like, it doesn't even take fully. You're not going to turn into a vampire with it. It's just like, yeah, you'll be a vampire for a bit. You'll be a bit under the weather, but, you know, you won't like sunlight. But, you know, just, just go out to the hospital and sort you out. But in the meantime, this guy wants to turn into a vampire and has kidnapped the... Uh, the other worker at the convenience yes, store? the part-time worker yeah. at the convenience store. Yeah. And the, 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 his dad seems more concerned that this is eating into her working time uh, mm. than his son being a vampire. She's mostly fine with it because she's still getting paid either yes. way. So. The yeah. beast fire because she's, she's like, you know, she's going like, I'm crazy, I'm going to do it. She's yes. reaching behind to the fridge and getting the rice ball and just talking. Yeah, just, just checking her phone, checking her messages. Um, not a big problem for her. Yeah, this is the segment where we learn that just the the act of trying to uh, draw blood uh, turns him to sand. Mm. It's like, oh, his, bl- his blood was too rich. It was, it's very bad for my stomach. I've been having milk for breakfast, lunch, and dinner lately. And just, I can't handle anything else. Uh, this guy's pathetic. And on seeing this guy who claims to be an actual real vampire, he's like, I don't know if I want to be a vampire anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bum deal. Hmm. Uh, and that that's that's pretty much it. There's low. It's absolutely packed to the gill with jokes. Mm. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a little joke heavy. I I enjoy. I laughed at this more than I laughed at Muta King, but I think Muta King handles its humor a bit better. But I still like, really I, enjoyed this. No, this was like it was packed with jokes, but I liked the way it flipped it around. Like when when it kind of like flipped the focus to him and his relationship with this girl. He he wanted to be immortal because she said, "Oh, you can't waste your life on me. You need to go yes. out there and live." And he's like, "Well, if I'm immortal, then I can totally waste your life, and I'll live forever. So it'll be grand." And she's like, "Dude, I was just trying to put you down nicely. Come on, I'm only fucking here it's for the." Not going to happen. Yeah, and but and then our main characters kind of become like background characters to watching this. Is like, oh, dude, oh fuck, dude, that sucks. <laughs> It, it like it shifts the focus of the joke um, nicely enough times uh, that it works quite well. So this was absolutely like joke, 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 like nonstop um, in in the best possible way. Yeah, just send send more of them in. Uh, if I see this bounce off, because like you know, it's we have you have one vampire, you have one thing, but it's like lots of different like like recurring gimmicks in the vampire yeah. like uh, story that they can just like do rips on. So I want to see what to do more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it's quite interesting. Uh, I don't know what else the yeah. I don't think I've seen anything else the uh, the writers. Um, no guns, life. Mm. Uh, I think that's probably the only other thing I've seen that they've written. Uh, it's not quite as nice looking as the trailer. That's the only other thing. 
Uh, I mean, the opening is the the nicest yeah, animation. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe there'll be some segments where they have it um, increased in it, but yeah, yeah that's quite fair. possibly. Uh, then we've got Sakugan episode one, fathers and daughters. Um, this weirdly reminded me of um, Bob's Burgers, the episodes where they have like the kids <laughs> inventing a story. Uh, it felt like one where Louise might have decided, uh, "This is what happens when I was wanted to be a mecha pilot, and Bob wouldn't let me do it." I, like I saw people comparing it to um, to obviously. Uh... Oh, Gurren Lagan, Decadence. Gurren Lagan, Decadence, obviously yeah, quite recently, like a bunch of other things. But Bob's Burgers is also appropriate. I was kind of watching this and I was like, oh, maybe this will be one because I didn't watch a trailer for this. Maybe this will be one. It's just like, oh, yeah, well, we might drop it. And then I was watching. And I was like, nope, not dropping this. This yeah, is lovely. I, <laughs> I, I get what you mean as well because she's about the right age. And the thing she's uh, said about her, oh, you're so, like, so, so, like, I, I get up and go, I guess, what's the initiative, you know, you're only nine years old, you've already graduated from college, and you're, <laughs> you're to, if you were, like, a genius inventor, and sounds like something she didn't maybe make up for herself. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and also, for a nine-year-old, it quite clearly sounds like an adult woman putting on a cartoon voice, <laughs> which is the other thing with Louise in the Bob's Burgers. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it involves so her dad's what what do they call the her, her dad's job and I guess her job by extension There's workers workers then, that's it workers, workers and like, yeah, like they get into mining machines they can mine all the ore out of the earth and they get into do that stuff but the marketers are the ones who actually explore this underground uh, environment that we're all living here. Tell us rumors that there could be a sky up there. Mm-hmm. No one's ever seen it. Yeah, there's like a DJ who is the uh, narrator. And uh, the sixth person on the cast list uh, does not have a character design. He's just a voice. Oh, well, it makes me wonder then. It's like, is this like, oh, yes, it's a DJ. What, what a better way to sell one version of, of events to the masses. And if you uh, and if you look at the character list, you might notice that the other two main characters from this episode are not in it, which might give you a clue as you're watching what might happen to them by the end of it. <laughs> like, I was kind of figuring that coming because they... They're too much of a mirror of our of yes. our father daughter. They're literally another father and daughter for one. <laughs> Hence the plural in the episode title. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just like, this seems too thing. I think you're trying to do this parallel thing. And I was like, okay, yeah. Now it makes sense as you're as you're kind of going through. Yeah, um, yeah. That the opens really energetically with a father daughter war, uh, <laughs> with uh, various slapstick and gadgetry. So they're using Gadget to try and trap each other. And if she can trap him, she gets to go on and be a, um, a marker. Sorry, marker. marker. Um, and, and if he catches her, it doesn't. But they always end in a stalemate and they're up all night and they get up in the morning like knackered from like beating the shit out of each other or ca- trying to catch the shit out of each other last night. And it's like kind of awkward like breakfast after. And I was like, this is a very fun kind of bit. Just like you still have to go to work with your dad. You have to work with your dad. You have to try and defeat him in combat at night, and you just get a better job out of it. <laughs> Awkward. Um, but the the action of the episode is caused when uh, she gets a something through the letterbox with the name of this theoretical location that she's been dreaming about and drawing. 
well, it, it's, it's addressed from a person called Aurora, who was like the most famous American ever went, and supposedly they, they, they've mapped out the whole labyrinth, but yes. uh, no, no, no one's ever seen the whole thing. It's like, mm-hmm. ooh, how mysterious. And it gets a picture in the post, which is a picture of a place that she's been dreaming of and getting, like, and she's drawing her own little picture on the wall of it in crayon, and it reads from the same famous explorer. It's like, ooh. Also, it looks like a, little, a, uh, a little bead inside it, too. Hmm, like a little bead of amber. The the picture, I like that it's like a starry night at sky, uh, uh, starry night um, with some uh, meteors and like a lighthouse because you're kind of looking at that from the character's point of view. And then we used to be like, I, I, I like the idea of like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm looking at here, but this is not underground, clearly. Yeah. yeah. And this causes somewhere off a whole bunch of computers to start up and start up a um, 3D printer. God, they yeah, yeah, they identified a chemical. It was a, it was a kind of acid. I, I can't it's, remember. It's uh, it cyclohexane and hydrosulfide, I think. It, hydrosulfide. Clearly, yeah, yeah, loads yeah. of people have been looking it up because when you start putting it in, it also completes to the rest of the stuff <laughs> from the from the image, and yet there's very little actual articles about the real the real uh, thing. Yeah, Those yeah, two yeah. chemicals together. Um, mm. So and that that. Those computers seem to be powered by a similar gem. Hmm. Um, so this the suggestion is when they then get attacked by a kaiju is that someone's trying to prevent them from finding this place, and they're three D printing the kaiju that the markers have to fight. Guess so. Because um, like one thing is that at one the the CD that they use it's you no know, I'm watching some more guys that are singular point. It's just like ah oh, this. Drama seems a little bit plain in comparison. So maybe it's it's just fresh out of printer, no rough edges, <laughs> very smooth. Not coloured it in yet. Um, nope. <laughs> and in that attack, the uh, is it is it Walsh and Linda? Those are the other two, the father and daughter. If yeah, it's not Linda, it's Lynn or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they get killed by the kaiju. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's the whole comparison where Walsh is like the the um one of, he, he's trying to get the dad not trying to get him back at it, but he can see the dad has retired from being the explorer. Um, Gail Garagomba, you know, and we've seen him. He has like the revolver tucked into his um put in, in, in the back of his waistband of his of his pants. It's like uh he knows how to use that thing. He's like he was a dude back in the day. But then he became a father, and then you know. <laughs> The slump sets in, and then that's just where you're at. Well, it's also like the thing of your member saying, like, because you're like, you're still thinking about name of character we haven't seen. It's presumably someone he fucking had to watch about, die. Um, about that like, day, Rufus. When the, Are you still yeah, thinking about Rufus? To, that was it. Yes, uh, when he's trying to evacuate with his daughter, um, he she starts like obviously breaking the fuck down, having seen two people she was quite close to just fucking die in front of her eyes. And she's like kind of espousing to him. It's just like, even though I've seen all this fucked up shit, I still want to, I still want to do this thing. I still want to explore it. Does that mean I'm crazy? And the dad's like crying as well. Cause he's like, Oh my God. Yeah. I, 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 because we've stopped for a second the fucking, the thing of watching people die is actually catching up to me. And it's like, okay, okay. We're going for the big mech. Let's go. Let's fucking this is what I was trying to, trying to shield you from all your life. It's come to us. So I yeah. got to go and, you know, you say, I gotta trust you when this date comes to carve out your own way, but god damn it, you're still fucking nine years old. You're daddy's little girl, and I'm going with you. <laughs> uh, dear, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's your setup. Um, yeah, it's 
Kama is going through his, his like an off one. Ah, yes. So, as you know, when we were like, you know, buddies back in the day and the whole thing, it felt very much about like that. So then it's like yeah. in that last 10 minutes goes to us for, we are too generic to live. So obviously, those <laughs> <laughs> moments, Dad, I love you. It's like, you know, ah, yeah, yeah I love you too, my daughter. <laughs> Does the daughter like, have been... Lovely little moment there. And then they get wiped paper. <laughs> like, it, it was basically like the daughter, like, had been really close with our little girl. Like, and be, she was excited for her new discoveries and things like that. But when she tells the daughter, it's like, get out of here. You're just a kid. You can't help. You know, it's like pushing her away for her own sake. And the dad's like, you've really grown up. And, and she smiles and then is immediately fucking killed. And I was like, Jesus Christ, show. But um, it is yeah. fucking good looking. So that's it's yeah. definitely got that in its favor. Yeah. I just admire that. It's like, no, oh, it, it could very easily become this kind of this kind of uh, TV series. But it cuts the legs off from under that straight away. And so mm-hmm. something else different. Yeah. 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 Uh, <clears throat> then we've got Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die, episode 52. Stand back, fathers and daughters, because the father and son dragons are setting out. Ooh. Uh, that's here but I'm not talking to him I'm just going to stand out here all morning just back to back in silence while everybody else gets ready to go on on the, on the final assault let's go to this, this sulk like this <laughs> I was, was going why are they doing it but after all morning I don't know some dragon night shit I don't, I don't know what it is it is very uh, childish of both of them, but I was like, that feels very real. Where it's like neither the parent nor child refuses the, to budge a fucking inch uh, on this yeah. argument they're having. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, Leona being a ruler in the first half of the episode of like telling people what to do because they've left to their own devices. Nothing's going to get done here. Cause, yeah, um, no, I mean, like she hasn't powered up or leveled up like the other characters but definitely in terms of like being able to control the party which is essential um it's like yeah we gotta split the party you fucking guys go there and even dies like oh, fucking i don't want to go with my dad it's like leona come on and she's like you fucking go there and we're gonna go over there that's the uh, plan this guy's got he's got a me- uh, um, mediate as well but like when yonkel yeah. is like oh i'm 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 wounded i'm mortally wounded but i have to go fight and amy is going no you can't go you can't do it. And she's kind of falling saying, Young Cole, come back and fall and stay in bed. Amy, get yourself together, girl. Don't make him goo wise at him. He's not coming back. Uh, Baron does the right thing, though. He does then, he's, he calls Die Die rather than Dino. And that, that softens yeah. Die and that makes him willing to go with uh, Leona's plan. So, yes. Yeah, and even like the softening moment is kind of like where he, uh, like, he, he just stop calling him Dino. It's like, call him by his fucking name. <laughs> You want to be a proper fucking dad, um, but also, like, he's like, "Hey, we gotta fucking lay it out now because this is just going to be miscommunication on the battlefield if we don't fucking talk." And he's like, "Okay, I got one question, Dad. What, what was Mam like?" And it's like, Ooh. "Yeah, pretty good. You know, pretty, pretty good." I've never loved anyone as much, and never will again, except maybe one. He thinks to himself as his son flies off. It's just like, hmm. Yeah. And once we've killed King Verd, then we'll have a fight. But until then, we're on the same side. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right up until that moment, presumably. Maybe you give them a, like a five-minute break or something, I don't know. Yeah, so they're going to open the gate underwater while Pop, Crocodile and Mom are going to go and take care of the uh, chess pieces. Or distract them at the very yes. least. Yeah. Distract them, and it turns out Pop notices that Mom's butt looks bigger than normal. Gomechan has smuggled himself alongside them. 
And they're all like, ho, 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 Gomi-chan, you've come a long way with us. But meanwhile, the viewer and I guess the reader are like, no, you guys don't know how tough Gomi-chan is. He took a, <laughs> yeah. a piece no, of a man. <laughs> he's an asset to the situation. Also, uh, some animator had a hell of a fucking fun time animating Gomi-chan just <laughs> flying up her dress. Yeah. yeah, that did seem to be where most of the attention in the episode was put. Um, <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the chess pieces show up, but they're like, hang on, there's only four of us. Where's like, even them, Yeah, it's like, where, wait, where's the friend bread? And they're like, oh, fuck, we forgot friend bread. Yes. You can't play without a full set. What are you doing? His, um, his uh, symbol that they all wear on their arm yes. has, has arrived instead of him. Yo. They're like, oh, did, did he quit? Can he's he hand it in his that? badge, but he's keeping his gun. Hmm. Yes. It's because <laughs> Vern is doing things behind uh, Hadler's back. He's hmm. put Fenbren somewhere else on the board. And also Fenbren hmm. has refused to have his eyes healed. Uh, and so he's operating purely on his Orihalcum sense and soul sense that he has. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, is that where the bit in Kill the Kill where the guy stitches his eyes up after he's defeated comes from? Or is are they oh. both pulling from something else? Uh, it feels like a thing I've seen in lots of different Yeah, places. it feels like, like they're both I've pulling decided. from something from else, I would imagine. But so many things pulled from this, I wouldn't be surprised if this was like the, yeah. the original text, yeah. It could be certainly when I first come across that thing, it was a very prominent example yeah, because yeah. it just did such a good job executing and yeah. um, starting off to use all these ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I like his attacks as well of like forming the points along his character design. Uh, yeah, yeah. To detect mm-hmm. them. Yes, yeah, so he knocks the uh, the sword out of Baron's hand and then uses his... By using wind magic underwater! That's yes, crazy! It could backfire, <laughs> what a risk! For a metal man. Um... <laughs> And then he goes, uses, he's going to use his strongest attack at Baron when he goes to chase after his sword. Which he does. End of episode. What's oh. going to happen? Well, if you watch the preview, he's not clearly going to survive that attack. <laughs> oh, Baron is going to die for sure. <laughs> they wouldn't lie to us, would they? <laughs> Definitely don't tell you that Di and Baron confront Hadlar in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just straight in, okay? Tell me, tell me, if we had to get through all these fucking dudes like, one by one, I wouldn't be opposed to that. But it's again, no, fuck it. Let's just go on. All in, straight away. Which again gives a sense, yeah, there's, they wouldn't just have our new opening unless there was a good stretch more to go. So it's just like, ooh, you think this is like the end of the game, but you haven't seen, like... The true form, because this is an RPG boss after all. You don't, you don't, you don't just stop at, at form number one after all. And we do get to see some stats this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. Um, as as Pop takes a punch to the head for yes. pointing out how large Mom's butt is, or that noticing that, I guess. Yes. Would that be high at, for this stage in a Dragon Quest game? Something that could be kind of low to me. That's what I thought as well. But he is a magic user. Um, I mean, like, yeah, maybe his MP is particularly good. They um, do, I, I do feel like, like, maybe like eight blows from Mom and he'd be dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, she, that was a very soft punch, basically, for her, like a little bonk. Yeah. Um, I did like Crocodile and goes like, ah, you, you guys are quite the couple. Maybe I should go find a wife. So it's like, <laughs> don't say that kind of shit, man. I think you're not going to come back. Exactly, Jesus. Crocodile oh, we, fucking... we we forgot the Amy and Uncle bit as well. Oh, oh, with the screen goes fucking widescreen. Oh, that was amazing. 
Ah, so good. And he, he's just like, I can't die. And yes. she's like, really? And he's like, ah, probably. I don't fucking yes. know. <laughs> How much do you have to ever die? But now I'm yes. dead inside. Well, Amy's like, I throw your sword or your spear away so you can't go and fight. And Leona's like, you fool, Amy. That just means he's going to go and fight without a weapon. Uh, and armor, because it's his armor. But that's okay, because the spear loves him so much, it has come and found him. It's come from the forest to the beach. Um, yeah, it's like, I met this guy once who I killed, and we formed such a deep bond um, that I must uh, ignore very good medical advice and head out towards the island to just throw myself in through the weapons, appears to be his plan. Although he does tell her a secret that he's never told anyone else, meaning that's like, oh, maybe it's reciprocated. Maybe she's not just one way. Okay. But that just makes it more tragic. But, eh. yeah, well, he'll, 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 he'll never walk again if he gets back from this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, within the logic of the the, the game system, it, it would be like, well, just let him die and then cast cast zig on him. But I guess only, we only know zig, so there's only a 50-50 chance that he comes back if we do that, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, we did get kaswoosh with the the wind attack though. <laughs> um, but yeah, the 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 suit the, the widescreen within the widescreen was uh, very uh, funny. Even though mm. I'm not sure it was supposed to be funny, but it did work. Uh, yeah, it, it heightened the melodrama. I think it it, it served its purpose. Yes, it it, it felt very J drama. Um, this climactic mm. episode. Uh, kind yeah, of I, I I wonder if they thought, well, this will play cheesy in 2021, so let's ramp the cheese right up. Yeah, yeah. That's I what think that's the author asked for. Mm. <laughs> uh, I wonder whether it may just look like that in the panels of the comic. Because oh, they made it widescreen for the comic. That would be nice. <laughs> I'm just thinking because I've, I mean, I've watched enough of his live action stuff. I would not put it past him as being in, within his sense of humor to do that. You get that, you get that dead page in the copy. You got to turn it sideways and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you see it properly. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Mute King, the dancing hero, episode two, brand new gadget. Which everyone's excited for the is it the Octago? Octago, yes. I, I, I guess is there a smartwatch? Uh, you just buy no, it once already... and you won't have to pay any money again. It's like is the temptation, it's like a single payment subscription service thing. Because the guy says, Oh, I'm going to just roll all your bills into one. Yes, I'm just going to listen to music all the time. Um, I was trying to think what the equivalent of that is. Is that like because obviously one of the things we're talking about in this episode is the fact that everyone does like um, the digital contactless payment rather than using cash and shit. Um, so it's like a further thing of that where it's like okay, you'll be your entire self will be tied to this subscription service, which presumably you only have to pay once. But I bet there's like well, that's you know, because they're going to turn line. you into ink the moment you've purchased. I mean, it. like yeah, they don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't. They only have to pay for your um, your Wi-Fi like for a couple of seconds before they turn you into goop. Yeah. yeah. If it's too good to be true, it probably hmm. is an alien plot to turn you into ink. Uh, before <laughs> we get to that, though, you're a boring guy. You don't like red colours anymore, kid? I thought you'd like red colours. My grandson, you always like to write red colours. Here's a picture of you when you were younger. And I was like, I'm sure I've seen the sister somewhere before. And then sure enough, yes, by the end have. of the episode, I had. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you had, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a one from the news. How, also, how, he's how granny, does he don't remember his own sister? His granny's bought him a jacket, and he's not wearing it. Come on, dude. You gotta at least do that in person. Be, be polite. 
Yeah. So I'm going <laughs> to show you the sites of Neo San Francisco. The real Neo San the Francisco. Real Neo San Francisco. Yeah, Not the one they give you to the tourists. Yeah, yeah. With all, all the, the hippies, uh, hippies and, the and punks. And all of the, all the gay people and all of the, you know, all the, all, all, of the, all the actual, like, people who live in the city and give it its, its vibrancy. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they take them to, what's it called? Lombard Street. That's it. Mm. Uh, where they go skateboarding down Lombard Street. Um And he, he's having a great old time, but then he carries on going and going and going until he ends up I guess in Chinatown, in front mm. of an arcade, and he sees the effect. It's like very contrasted, this run-down uh, part of town against the sleek black metal skyscrapers of Octink. And it's a, the other thing of like, it's it's colourful in the buildings, like the other part of town that still has a lot of people living and breathing and just being the life of the town. Like this is like completely dilapidated. Um, they say later it's because like they... They changed the um the mayor's gone missing. Yeah. Is part yeah, of it. Yeah. Um I think he's the guy with the pastel jumper in the credits. Um mm. anyway, yeah. this arcade is run by a drag queen and is occupied by four siblings whose skin are multicolored. And I I did not I had to look at the original Mute King. Because I because they they give the name to the blo- the blonde guy later on is Sue Taking. I was mm. like, is he that character? From he's not. But I think these four are <laughs> the villains in the okay. original one were four siblings. They were, but they were the villains. Where these don't mm. not appear to, but they do appear to be four siblings, and all the genders matched up, and you could tell them apart. This is the this is the very nineteen eighteen ness of it. Uh, is they're pretty much blackface characters, octopuses. But you can tell them apart by the different colours of their lips. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, whether it's deliberately or whether it's accidental, it's a bit like your, um, the eel dog in. Um, okay. Yeah, that sort of design. It's a very, it's like, very, very dark blue. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's another sea, uh, sea creature who inadvertently used to do a blackface character. But obviously, luckily, these guys are not. Uh, very much not. Well, this yeah, is San Francisco, I, I, you know, where this is, it's meant to be a tolerant city. It is, yes. I, I think, like, turning them into characters that have, like, cartoon, like, bright green faces um, yeah. and making them, like, be kids in the arcade of the drag queen who is just fucking a black lady, um, I think that's the right way to do it. Uh, to show it's like, hey, guys, we're, we're, we're past that? It's like, yeah, it's a callback to them, but we're not going to do that. Fuck no, not this year. <laughs> Come on. Um... Because the other thing they remind me of with their skin is Doug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the other thing you were saying is, like, yes, a, a few of the characters could line up to the um, to the Gilbert Baker uh, gay pride flag. And I was just like, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to figure out who's what. Is it what color they're wearing? Like, is yeah, uh, is Muteki, like, the red on it? Because he is supposed to wear a red jacket, but he won't wear his granny's red jacket yeah. that she got him. Um, at least not past the opening so far. But um, yeah, it's it's who, which color is what, and does that have a relevance on the character? I don't know. I've no idea. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there's a bunch of the siblings, and there's one who's very competitive and wants to show off in front of his siblings and continually fails. I forgot fails. about that ruler thing for yes. like quickfire. I was I've like, never ah. seen that before. Actually, yeah. I, I saw it like once in an arcade. I was just like, ah, geez, I completely forgot that was a thing motherfuckers used to do. 
Yeah, I, I, I was just more of an arcade to, you know, for use your index finger, not your thumb for doing things uh, yeah, quickly, yeah. because, no, that's the only way to do the torture in Metal Gear Solid, just to use your <laughs> index finger. You will, you will break your fucking wrists uh, doing it with your thumb. Yeah. Uh, so we just really introduced them this week, and there's a curious thing at the end of the episode, um, which I had to double go and double check. Um, at the end of the episode when they're looking out at what's happened in the episode because they're clearly not here when they're doing that they're, clearly they're not... at the, uh, the the rich part of town basically the, well the high rise. here's the curious thing at the end of right. the episode we've got uh is it seth from octink the head of octink he's looking yeah. out at the town they're looking out at the town but they're looking out from the opposite side of oh town. yeah because the hills are on one side when seth looks at it and the hills on the other side when they're looking out at it. I see. Okay. Mm. Hmm. So where are they living yeah. or that kind of thing? Because yeah, I was like, yeah. are they in the same building? No, they're not. They're very much, I think they went out of their way to make you know that they're not in the same building, even though it seems like, at first glance, they, they might be in the it's same It's a similar building. kind of shot and yes. a similar kind of framing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, when Mutu King is doing his fucking big number, that's, that's an actual place you can go to. Is that what, what I'm looking at? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't mm. Obviously, I know the, the the windy street is is a real place. I don't know how many other, yeah. other things are. My unfortunately, my familiarity with San Francisco is the GTA San Andreas version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where um, it is just just all the landmarks and nothing else. Um, yeah. A cool old gadget that did. You know, there wasn't like a, a big uh, walkman or, or a big headphones attached. I liked um, when DJ had his little like. Uh, Game Boy Link cable to go yes. to the other ah. watch, and there's kind of fucking like the Game Boy printer thing in it. He's printed all of his photos on it. It was rad. I missed that shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a bit to read the mind, yeah, of uh, uh, Muteki when he was thinking because they he goes and gets more ice cream sodas again, not intentionally. He wants oh, another oh, hamburger. Oh, I think they seem to serve there. Um, yeah, you're just, just lying about there being, you know, the burgers didn't come in the last shipment. They the look nice, but yeah, it's like sometimes you do want a burger though, there's or an iced the, coffee. There's other things in the display cabinet though. There's cakes. Yeah, but they're, they're just plastic ones, you know. But I've seen I've seen these in Japan. You can get whatever kind of plastic food you need for like to take photos display, of a port in yeah. your shop window. Uh, what were um, the two guys talking about? This yeah, week. he was like, "Oh, you're so cool and mature because you're getting an iced coffee because that's like coffee, but like yes. cold. That's that's really it's very mature. daring. Oh man, you're so fucking effete and avant garde. I love it. Yeah, and obviously he gets it. Oh, I grow to be like you. You're 50 years old. Um, <laughs> yes, they they end up at the Octic shop, and Mitek is going to queue for this Octago, and DJ is uh, grumpy about this. At the front of the queue is uh, my man Sute King, as DJ explains. And Suda King does the best thing. He's at the front of the queue. He comes into the shop when they open to sell this thing. High, five High fives, everybody. everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Walks back and walks straight out again. <laughs> that's amazing. Like that. Just that's wanted to be some... the first in. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just he just wanted the prestige of it, and he's just like that felt great. I don't need the new fucking product. Yes. Um, yeah, you can't buy this. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, the other thing was a DJ, aka DJ, was. Um, Fixing the numbers of like the number one spot of the song, Muda King's now yes. number one on the radio. Um, and, but signing it like a different DJ name and like a different, he changed the font and he changed the style. He would uh, do these. But they uh, were all DJs. 
but all they did new logos for each of them. Yeah, so. I know. Like, no wonder his Went wrist was fucking sore. Yeah. <laughs> wonder took all night, dude. And sure hmm. enough, everyone starts getting uh, brainwashed. And I think they're going to start doing... Here's the problem. Every time I try to watch the scene where they're getting turned to ring and the monster was attacking them, hmm. Funimation just froze the video and carried on the subtitles. <laughs> Uh, and, until it got to Mooty King doing his song and dance and then instantly defeating the monster again. Mm. Like, uh, uh, besides DJ again popping earphones on him so he can't hear your one playing through their new um, their new apps that they've gotten the lifetime subscription with. Uh, oh, and then doing a DJ set after he's defeated it. I think, yeah, that's basically... You got everything that happened. <laughs> I do love how he exploits that whole, like, you know, when the finished back up after the heroes beat the monster and going like, oh, oh, what happened? I don't remember everything. He says there, everybody's here. Let's party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. okay. I guess we're at a party. Party. I guess I'm really fucking drunk or something. Yeah. yeah. And all their, all their uh, octic ghosts turned into... Um... Walkman uh, well. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Retro's oh, the new future. Oh, so yeah. the beatbox turns into a segue as well. We discover with yeah, a keyboard yeah. on top of it. <laughs> it it doesn't just turn from like a beatbox into like a boombox. It, it's apparently multifunctional, as yes. it says in this episode. Yeah. Uh yeah. I love this show. It's fantastic. It's such a lovely mm-hmm. show. Um, it's not the fanciest or the flashiest. But it just feels like a good, solid, well thought out setting. It's very appealing. It's very, it's very bright and inviting. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. everyone's having a good time. Even we're having a bad time. They're making the best of it, you know. And you know, we're gonna transform this town. Like, uh, I, I'd say the only thing I could say against it is I might be unbiased because, like, it's trying to appeal to my fucking age group, and this was like, hey, the eighties. Remember well, the good parts of that? Here's the thing: I've <laughs> se- I've seen people say the same thing I said, and they also go even younger mm-hmm. and say it's appealing to Zoomers who want to experience the eighties. Yeah, they they see the 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 idea of like a cassette tape, and it's like that's actually pretty fucking cool. Oh, Game Boy Link cable, that's rad. <laughs> yeah, direct, directed by the man who gave us votums. Um, <laughs> So, uh, who's definitely not in any of these <laughs> categories? Hmm. Uh, what he's doing? He does. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, if you look at his non-robot career, this definitely matches up to a, a lot of the stuff from that. Uh, but finally, we've got Lupin the Third, Part Six, Episode Zero: The Times. They are a changing. Is the... I love my husband. I mean, partner in crime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes, it is Kiyoshi Kobayashi's swan song as Jigen. Uh, presumably, I would guess, producing a degree of haste from some yeah, of it, the it, scenes. I've seen people complaining, and if you're watching this for the animation, you're, you're not watching it correctly. Oh, you would give a big sloppy wet kiss to our boy. Yeah. He's fucking pulling, he's pulling the hard yard in this shit. He's always oh, get... a point surviving member of the original cast. Yeah, we'll get Jigen, have a conversation with every other main cast member of, a recurring cast member of Lupin and all our main guys. And it's just like, to say a goodbye because fucking he deserves it. What's it, 50, 52 years, something like that on the job? Jigen, you're so cool. I, how, how, do you, how do I get to be cool yes. like you? 
<laughs> I'll tell you how. It just like takes a lot of guts, a lot of experience, <laughs> being your own man. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, not before he has a moment of uh, a self doubt. It's like maybe I'm too old for the game, which is a. Uh, I'm oof. quitting. Yeah, yeah. All these fun kids, all these like these these young youngsters with their drones and their plastic guns that shoot the fucking cement at you. It's it's <laughs> no place for no country for an old man and his revolver. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it's, it's, it's a love affair between him and Lupin and him and his revolver. Uh, mm. Essentially, what it plays out as is they're captured by some cops with some new fancy science fiction guns. And fancy science fiction drones that shoot quick drying cement that is dissolved by alcohol. More on that later. Yes. Mm. Um, and so they're captured, he's separated from his gun. What is he going to do? Uh, well, break out, uh, reunite, <laughs> get his gun back. Everyone get back to the, uh, uh, probably one of the longest, the gang hang out in a uh, room eating and drinking <laughs> that, <laughs> that it's ever done. But uh, a regular feature of the anime. Uh, yeah, and oh, he's, yeah. He's, they think he's gone. Uh, Lupin's like, well, whatever he chooses, I'm happy with that. Whereas Gomen's like, I can't get a read on him. Uh so yeah, he oh before he gets there, that before he meets back up with them, he has like a drink with Zenigata. Uh, Zenigata's like, I'm off duty right now. It's <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna arrest you. You can tell me where Lupin is though. It's like I'm not That's... going back there, man. I'm too fucking old for this shit. And Zenigata's like, I fucking know you. You're not a quitter, kind of shit. Like basically giving him a, pe- a pep talk while saying he's like, you're totally a criminal, and I am going to arrest yes. you, but not right now. I because... respect you, damn yes. it. Later, later on the episode, <laughs> he's like, well, I'm back on the jo- clock. So I'm here to arrest you all. <laughs> on his lunch break, Zenigata will behave professionally in that he won't arrest you. Yeah, too good. While you're uh, I guess that lunch break, whiskey break, whatever. Yeah, there's anyway. a lot of drinking in this episode. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But one I got a good bottle here. It's much from a good year, a 1970. Let's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> put that down on the counter here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he he hangs around while the rest of the gang get away as he uh, takes down the drones and the cops and almost blows all these guys to kingdom come with the dynamite he was playing with earlier. Uh, and then we see Lupin waiting to be reunited with Jigen. Uh, uh, what's Jigen's final line? It's about the dynamite, isn't it? Uh, I may have used too much dynamite. I think that's something along <laughs> those lines. Um, Put the green jacket back on. Yeah. Yes. I'll start yeah. the blue one in, in the fire, I presume. Uh, hmm. And yeah, obviously the uh, the the Jigen which will turn up will have a different voice, though a similar voice, because I could not I could not ignore the similarity between uh, very old Kiyoshi Kobayashi and uh, the voice Atsuka's doing for uh, Aisushima. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... hard boiled. Yeah. Kind of that hard boiled uh, performance, all right. Like he's uh, definitely like he's got the right vocal range for it. But I mean, like we already knew he had range yeah. anyway from other roles that he's done, um, many roles that he's done. But uh, yeah, just a really, really great one just to have Jigen like in character say goodbye to the other yes. actors and stuff, uh, and like have like a moment with them, have a moment of like respect between each of them. Um, the closer he gets with Lupin, Lupin is like, I'm not going to fucking say it to his face, but like, 
uh, it's, it's like I'm, I change with the times. I evolve and become a different thing. Whereas Jigen was complaining, I was like, I, I, I'm too old for this, this shit. Like, um, whereas Lubin's like, he's the one constant in my life, man. He's my rock. <laughs> it's quite beautiful, you know. I'm saying yeah. again, a lot of the same anxieties that were having uh, in in part five of one, one. Where is where is the place in the world for the old fashioned like yeah. a bank robber, the old fashioned gentleman thief? Like, where do we fit into this anymore? Mm. Like one, I, I'm mad, but I like. Jigen, I can understand, but thing is still, you're not old, you're classic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But perspective, man, perspective. Mm-hmm. It got so dark suddenly. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's and it's interesting that this is this is the actor who got to do this. The other ones didn't really get to do this when they left the show. Uh, I mean, he's put the fucking hours in. Either, by, either by choice <laughs> or by health. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's kind yeah. of one for Zenigata, one of the specials, but also he kind of really had to do this because they had that scene in part five where it was basically, we are never going to stop doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where I presume uh, there was some change of heart after after that. Uh, I, I'm sure various reasons, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm not sure about. He does sound a bit rough. I assume that's like the sound balance in a recorded in a COVID fucking world. Yes, I think um, it could. I think the problem there. Uh, which one was it? There's definitely one recent-ish thing where it sounds like he was recording it at home as opposed to. Oh, I, I assumed it was a home yeah. studio setup. Yeah. I mean, like it's still a decent setup. It, it, like once I got past the initial thing, it, yeah, it didn't it's, it's at quite all. often just the difference in room sound. Is yeah, exactly. All, all that it all that it means when you're recording at home that it's it's not right. necessarily his performance is still fantastic. Yes, so no problem. Yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. He's, he's puts on like a pair of shoes. You know? Yeah, he's, yeah, exactly. He's just he's fucking again. He's just been he's been Jigen for <laughs> half a fucking century. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not know. That is it for this week. But what might tempt us next week? Let's have a quick look. Oh, 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 oh. God. Uh, let me have a look at uh, Apple <clears throat> near this. Um, this will be 10th not onwards. You, not you. Uh, I might look at uh, Shikizakura just because it does have Jiro Sato doing an anime voice. And I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, mm. Unless it's like, how, how do you allow for a man who loves to ad lib in a cartoon? Uh, unless you record all the dialogue beforehand, which generally does not happen on anime. No, it's generally not how it's done. Uh, there is Rumble Garandol, which I think aired yesterday. I might check that one out. That's the one yeah. about the otaku fighting back against an extra-dimensional invasion from another Japan. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ranking of Kings, I think, was the other one on my radar. And that is on Thursday. Uh, you know, there are two of uh, the vampire cosmonaut, so I should uh, get that look at one of those at least. Oh yeah, geez, I forgot to check it out. Uh, yeah, I just did not. Uh, it's a light novel, so it's easy for me to reduce the number of things that I might possibly watch by just ignoring all light novels, unless <laughs> another one from. Unless another Bacano one shows up. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I even dropped off with the rest of the Durarara series, so uh, even that did not uh, keep me gripped. Mm. But I think that's it. Um, there's the Demon Slayer. Where the that's, I don't know what's going on with that Demon Slayer. Aren't they like 
it's some, some new stuff and then redoing stuff which was on the were they the doing like uh, some kind of TV edit of TV? Yeah, like, uh, a TV version of segmentation the Mugen of the train film arc. Yes. TV. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I would imagine they won't. That won't, that won't be like that won't be like the fucking whole film across thirteen. But then we're seeing Dragon Ball do that, so who knows what they're capable of? I think it's uh, over some episodes, and then they're starting the following arc later right. in the season, maybe. Hmm. So, Probably yes. like uh, when they have to adapt the light novels yes. for we'll go straight dogs. You got a characters for five episodes. And yeah, it is out of the way. Yeah, so that's going October, November, and then December the fifth. The Entertainment District arc starts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I was surprised. I hadn't realised that um, Bright Anime was a movie, not a series. Oh, I thought it was episodes as well. Okay. Yeah. I might be Thankfully. more inclined to uh, check it out. Right, that's it. We'll be back next week. Uh, Wednesday, is that correct, Niall? Wednesday, uh, for the time being, at least, unless I guess waylaid by some uh, some date I've forgotten about. <laughs> <laughs> Righty-ho, we'll see you then, dear viewers. Goodbye. Bye. Gator, gator.